Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome to a Geek Street with your hosts Turbo and The Algorithm. We're coming at you live. Well, I guess not really live, Kate, but live for us. How the hell's it going, man? Hey, man, I can't complain, you know? Long weekend. Man, for just some. chilling. For some, yeah. I'm included in that for some, which I'm very uh, appreciative of. Uh, yeah, it's kind of nice. I got was off yesterday. Pretty much did a whole lot of nothing. Everyone, uh, wife, wife's not feeling well. She was sick, uh, so she was just laying around downstairs doing her thing, relaxing. So it was just kind of a nice, you know, quiet, slow day. Uh, me, I got to come up in the toy room and I got to mess around. I started taking some photos and moving things around and kind of figuring out where I want to go next with the collection, that sort of thing. But yeah, and then I'm up here today having a t- chat with you about the podcast, and yeah, here we are, man, living the dream, as they say. There you go. So we uh, a little early in the day for you to uh, do your pre-pod ritual that you usually do. Oh no, I'm you? I'm uh, I'm elevated. I like okay, anytime I pod, I have to be I have to be elevated. It's what nice if we and... did it at 9 a.m.? Yep, still do it. Okay, I'm just just yeah. wondering. Uh, it's, it's 6 PM somewhere. Um, I, I, I feel, I feel judgment. What's, what's up? You don't like that? No, what's, I, what's I here? don't, I don't, I'm just asking. I don't care, man. It's all good. doesn't matter to me. Um, the sickness thing seems to be going around and no, this is not some sort of conspiratorial rant or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, like my son missed a day last week of school. I had a, like a wicked sinus infection the week before. It's still kind of holding on. Um, my cousin's wife has COVID. She was just diagnosed with it yesterday, tested herself yesterday and she has it. Uh, A couple of other buddies have been sick. It's one of those late winter slash early spring viruses, I guess. I've yet to, I I shouldn't say that I had to call out, uh, last week I woke up with a, normally I don't get it, but, uh, like I don't get sick. I'm rarely ever sick really. But like I've been getting migraines lately, like really bad ones. That, that's so. probably due to something else, though. Well, yeah, it could be could be a multitude of things. But the yeah, I was just work like, is probably the biggest culprit. Well, it could be that. It could like, uh, but I wear glasses that have blue light filters. So, like when I'm at work on my station, I, I usually wear my glasses because like looking at a computer screen for anywhere between eight and twelve hours a day, oh, know. you know, you know yeah. it. So. I'm just thinking, yeah. well, I'm just thinking I'm getting older and my eyes are just getting, getting worse. And I haven't had them, I haven't had them tested in a while. I probably should figure you've it out. Needed, you've needed glasses though, since like I can remember, I mean, going back like 25 years and you've. Just See, here's the thing. I, I, after, after high school, uh, I didn't wear glasses, didn't need them. My eyes corrected themselves. And then I've never needed glasses up until I started getting into, well, when I started my career in tech, when I went to school. Looking at because I never looked at computer screens all day. I was always that's true in the warehouse and whatnot. So now it's just more of like I think I'm getting a I'm getting this uh, late stage of of like computer eye uh, eye strain, I guess, because I never did it growing up. I wasn't like I mean I sat in front of a TV screen playing video games, but yeah, my eyes uh, corrected themselves after high school, but now they're, they're bad again. Like I went for uh, an eye test a couple of years ago and they're like, yeah, do you, what do you do for a living? And then I told them, they're like, yeah, you're going to need these then. 
and it's just basically to enhance the text when I'm looking at a screen. It just sharpens everything. Yeah. So, but yeah. So your nothing eyes major. don't have to. Your eyes don't have to struggle and put. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, um, so. the the blue glasses thing. You may want to look into that because uh, my wife was having kind of not major issues at work, but they have the same kind of shitty lights, and she started wearing the the blue filtering glasses. And yeah, my, my my actual prescription has the blue filtering on them. Yeah, but here's the here's the kicker though. Um, she's having migraines since she started wearing them at work. and she never really had those before like she kind of like her head was a little buzzy every now and then so she thought "Eh, i'll just try these out and see if that'll clear that up and now she's having like full-on migraines so she's she ditched them again for her Mm. normal glasses and she seems to be better so i don't like it's just funny that that's two stories of it now um Mm. i don't know you might want to if you have an extra pair of glasses laying around that don't have that maybe try them out well i mean i've worn them for three years and like i'm just starting to get migraines now so i don't i don't know if it's maybe maybe related to that but yeah no so yeah that's that's pretty much you know my whole eyesight thing but like uh yeah man like (laughs) that's a little off topic from what we a little little off topic we're talking about but like yeah like i mean i get it like we're getting older <laughs> it sucks it sucks fucking wheels we're, are falling uh, off boys wheels our maturity, are falling off. luckily our maturity level is not getting older because we still play with toys um and boy do i so uh, <laughs> i don't want to know about that uh so yeah i was talking to you earlier i don't know if it was earlier this week or if it was last week i can't the days friggin' run together um, it was last week deal. It was last week. I had a deal worked out with this eBay entrepreneur. Um, He's got some really good prices, lower than retail, like that I've seen around. So I was, and he's in Canada. So I was, um, you know, eager to do some, something with this guy. Mm -hmm. He had a number of figures that appealed to me and, uh, even had one that uh, you were interested in at one time. Um, I had a deal worked out with them. I'll kind of, I'm just trying to bring it up here. So I had a Storm Shadow classified retro figure. So that's the the same Storm Shadow I have, but he's in the retro packaging. So, he, you know, the, the picture of the character with the computerized explosion behind him and the little bubble on the card uh, with, of course, the um, the profile, the file card on the back, which just gives me all sorts of feels. Uh, I had the Firefly classified figure, which I've been looking for forever. I had the, the twins, Tomax and Zaymod, the classified versions. Mm-hmm. And I had Destro Retro as well. Mm. And the shipping was he was asking like $30 shipping on the item on each item, but he was willing after I spoke with him, he was willing to combine. He's like, I can put those all in the same box. And I'm thinking to myself, that's going to, that's going to raise the shipping. But if you're still willing to ship it for the same price, cool. So I had all that worked out and I was telling you that I had a target of about $150, which Mm -hmm. I felt was a low ball 
anyway. Like I was, you know, I would have jumped all over that. So I didn't really throw anything at him. I just said, how much for all of that? And he came back with 165 plus the shipping. Mm-hmm. And that was acceptable to me because I mean, that's five friggin' like pretty That's five figures. Get. That's five figures that we're not seeing any time around here. We're definitely mm. not. And then I spoke with you and and I'm like I'm not blaming you at all for what happened. Um I spoke with you and you weren't really interested in the Destro. So I went back to him a few hours later and mm-hmm. I said, uh, you know, ha- let's let's substitute the Destro for the Crimson Bat classified. Mm-hmm. And he wrote me back and he's like, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but the Storm Shadow, Firefly, and one of the twins is gone. <laughs> Just like, so yeah gone so i then i took a look at what he had like again his prices are insane like that storm shadow he was asking for 50 dollars. i haven't seen it less than a hundred dollars anywhere else and he was asking 25 for the twins like each and the firefly was like 60 but he was willing to knock off a few dollars if I bought them all. So then I got looking at his stuff again. And because uh, his prices again are just so good. I had uh, I'm like, okay, the Crimson Bat, he's got the Python Patrol Bat. I mean, here it's $44 in the wild. He's asking 30 I mean, $15 difference. Mm-hmm. And he had the comic book version of the Bat, the Bat's figure, which is like the, the light blue color yeah it's friggin dope so i'm thinking okay well maybe i'll get the three bats and see if he'll take like uh like a hundred bucks for the three of them and then i went to message him and this was Mm -hmm. like the next day and the friggin comic book version of the bats gone (laughs) so he's a popular guy he's like just uh... again his prices are are crazy like, especially if you order a few different items from him, he's willing to combine the shipping. I just, I found him too late is what happened. Um, so I'm looking at his stuff still, like, even, like, at this moment. He's still got the Crimson Bat and the Python Patrol Bat. Mm. And again, they're each $30. Like, we're not seeing, we're, we're probably not going to see the Crimson Bat around here. And if we do, it's probably going to be $45 like the other one. So it's still a great deal. Um, so I've seen those two, but I'm trying to, like, I don't want to just get the two of them. I want to get something else from them. And I'm just like, I'm trying to talk myself into it. He's still got the Destro. And he's got the friggin' Megatron his tank with the Baroness. And he's asking $60 for it. And it Is it open? Nope. And it retails for 90. How is he doing this? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I'm thinking, did you steal these or something? Like, how how are you asking less than what you see them for in the wild? I don't get it. Um, but he's got like a hundred percent rating, like he's sold over a hundred items, and he's got a hundred percent feedback so he's not like ripping people off or anything i i don't know how he's doing it 
So I'm like trying to talk myself. And I, I kind of want the Megatron, but I kind of don't. Like it's not something I was going to seek. And I'm not really like a Baroness fan, but looking at the figure, it's like the classic, like when we were kids. Yeah. And it's just like, man, that's still so tempting. And it looks so awesome. But it's like, then I feel like I'm just buying it for the sake of buying it. And then I'll have like remorse about it a couple of weeks later. Mm. So, but yeah, I was, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. I didn't, I didn't get that original deal, but I just, I, I said, you know, it's my fault. I sat on it too long at those prices. I knew somebody was probably going to jump once they saw them. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like it's, you can like play, try It's hard. Sometimes you can't play the long game up with online. It's like, Oh, maybe I'll just wait. If it's there next week, you might take more less. It's that, it's that dance you do. It's just like, where do you want to put the money? Where do well, you want to spend it? The other piece to that was that, um, I, I was still a couple of days away from, from payday. Mm. So I was kind of in between paychecks and it's like, well, I know we're low on certain items. So if like, I can't justify doing this as well. And I was just like, if I could just hold on for another like day. Yeah. But it just, it, it just wasn't enough time. And then of course, you know, the next day comes and I get my paycheck and of course I get my tax return. So now it's like, I've got this influx, like it's just almost mocking me. Mm. <laughs> so I'm not complaining about getting a bunch of money. I'm just saying that uh, it would have been, I just missed it by like 24 hours. Yeah. That's the way she goes. Oh, I imagine you'll find something else pretty soon, pretty easily. Mm. There's so much on there. I know, but like he was so close to what I was again, like I figured 150 was like a, a, a low ball offer and he was only asking for 15 more. Like that's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You tried to tempt me with uh, the, uh, the post yesterday for Despara and Hordak. I can't. Yeah. I'm shocked. You're not like saying like, try to work something out with them. Yeah. I'm just, I'm looking at it and going like, yeah, they're cool figures, but they're open. I think those are the type of figures I'd want to keep closed. Really? Yeah. They're the classics though. The packaging's not like nostalgic or anything. No, but they're worth a shit ton of money. Like if I'm going to buy a, a toy and spend money, I want it to be still money, I guess. You know what I mean? Like I'd still oh, want to be I... able to get a, get what I get what I pay. Like you know, when I'm 65 and I'm like, oh, I really don't need all this in my house anymore. I'm gonna start getting <laughs> rid of it. You know, you're sounding like me. You're the guy that opens everything. Oh, all my shit's still open except for a few things. But like, like again, because I'm you know just thinking, oh, I'm gonna spend that. If I'm gonna spend 200, 300 bucks, I'd rather get a closed one, and then it might be worth more in my, tw- my twilight years where I can get rid of it and be like, Oh, that's, uh, that's my diabetes medication or whatever. <laughs> you know <laughs> my what I mean? diabetes medication. You're not getting those two figures for $200 sealed brother. Like it's no, not, I happening. know, I know <laughs> one can, one can dream. You never know. Someone might be senile on online sometime and selling mm. stuff. They just don't know what they're worth. Imagine those two figures on your shelf though, man. Like, Listen, I'm already I'm already contemplating on making a 
a larger purchase there. Uh oh. So we're what do we got? Oh no, not talking about it until I'm I'm confident it's happening. We'll Is it see. something you've got in the works or just something you're kind of thinking about? Something I'm I'm basically I'm looking at it like uh I should be getting my raise soon and then I because of uh my, my contract, so I might get a little extra chunk of change for some back pay. So if that happens I might I might splurge and, and uh get myself a little treat for you know. For your all your hard work, all my hard work that I do. So, can you at least like name a like a price range that this thing is in? Oh, probably four hundred bucks. Oh, so by far your most expensive, my largest, purchase. largest, largest purchase. Yeah. Is but it Motu? again? It uh, yeah, it's Motu. Hmm. Is it one item or a bunch of stuff? It's one item. Oh my goodness! It's the mo. It's the it's a. Uh, I'll just say it if it's probably not going to happen because like it's a pre-order, so I probably won't be able to get it because is it of Eternia. No, it's not. It's not pre-Eternia. I don't care about that shit. It's I didn't uh, think so. No, it's a a Mondo version of Despara. Oh, yeah. So hmm. apparently that's coming out. So if it comes out, I might, and I can get in on the pre-order, which usually they sell out pretty quick. But again, it's just something I'm thinking about, not committing because of, I don't know what kind of money I'm looking at anyway. But but yeah, you that's know, for that's a, for a hundred dollars less. You could walk into the Comic Hunter and walk out with the Mondo Hordak. Oh, I know that's no that's shipping. Uh, I I know that's there. It, it, no shipping. It might not still be there, but I know that that that's probably still kicking around somewhere. So that's on my. My things to to maybe splurge on myself, but again, then I'm just looking at my shelf like nothing really goes with it. So then I'm like, oh, I'll have to, might have to sell some things to buy, buy things that go with it. So I'm trying to just rein it in and Hordak. figure it out. I got a buzzsaw Hordak, yeah, I know. Yeah. But again, that's on the wall, and this is going to be like a fit, like a statue. So you know, you kind of want to have a flow on one shelf. <laughs> so. Listen, man, I've I've already I've already contemplated like I'm a, I was uh since we're talking fucking toy, the collection. So I've been like like I said, I've been up here and I've been playing around and moving stuff. And I got those nice little I got the transformers up the micro transformers up on the wall now. I got the mm-hmm. mini attorney man up on the wall. Yeah. So those look good. And then now I'm like, if I I'm I think I'm going to get some more acrylics and I'm going to try to get my little micro Batman figures that I I collected for a bit and then gave up on but they got a few i got a few like my my favorite villains like Clayface and man bat and bane and rattler or not rattler uh uh what's his name uh copperhead and those those type of uh rogues gallery so i got a few of those so they're they'd be kind of nice to just underneath the transformers like kind of do like a wall of those these little mini figs so he's looking at that but then of course i've been reading comic books and then i started rereading the uh, dark metal knight series and uh, I was reading the one about the character I have, the Drowned, where it's Bryce Wayne. It's a it's a female version of Bruce Wayne, and how she goes after the Atlanteans because the Atlanteans are are trying to take over the world, and so she becomes she uh, surgically enhances herself just like the Atlanteans. She splices with some DNA, and then she becomes like this uh, badass underwater Batman character called the Drowned, and uh, she kills. 
you know, Mara and Aquaman. And I'm like, I need to have a Mara and an Aquaman and put her in a fight pose with those guys. So now I'm looking at buying two fucking figures I really don't care about just to make it look cool on my shelf. <laughs> why, why does she kill Aquaman? What did he do? They were the Atlanteans. They were, uh, they, but he's a like, good guy. Yeah, I understand he's a good guy, but in, in her world, like, cause she came from the dark multiverse, oh, uh, yes. the Atlanteans invaded and she killed them off. And now what she's doing is she's invading the, the light multiverse. And she's, she, uh, she's, she uses this thing called dead water. It's her power. And it basically just, it can negate all Atlantean power. And so she attacks and, uh, is going down to Atlantis to kill them off before they, they know. And then like, you know, Aquaman and his wife Mara are there and she just kills them, kills them off. Well, she kills Mara and then Dr. Fate saves Aquaman. And then, yeah, it's a whole story, but it's bad. It's a badass scene where like, she just stabs Mara right through the, uh, the chest with her, her trident it's a fucking badass scene. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I need a female aqua woman figure. So trying to find those are hard. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think McFarlane makes a multiverse one yet, but I could be mistaken. I haven't really looked into it. I was looking at more like the DC essential collection. Cause usually that you can find those a little cheaper cause they're a little cheaper made figure so i was looking at that and they're about the same scale about seven inches so it's nice but then i was like you know i, I was doing that and then i'm like okay uh oh i moved all my transformers around again and i was like okay who do i want who do i want on this shelf and i'm like okay so i got a megatron but that's the siege version i have a rodimus which is a studio 86 version i have an rc that's a studio 86 version and then i was like and then i have my mdlx optimus and i'm like so that looks the like the continuity and the style they're all g1 so it doesn't look bad like you can you can kind of tell which ones are the higher end figures but they still look good together so they don't look so weird like different styles on a shelf so then i have my transformers red versions of galvatron starscream and then i have an rc that i got for like seven bucks or nine bucks yeah and I was like, okay, that makes sense. So I'll put those on the shelf. And then I have that really funky shockwave I have just kind of standing in the background. But then I'm like, okay, I need to have the Seekers. So I need to get myself a Thundercracker and a Skywarp. I have to. So I'm like, <laughs> that's on the list. And then I'm like, on the other shelf, because I've been reading the stupid IDW comic books, I'm like, I need to have a cup. Because Cup's badass now in my eyes. Yeah, I remember you telling me the story about how he slaughtered all the just Autobot like Well, it's all this PTSD bullshit, right? They have to have, he has to like be sucking on this cigar full of this drug or he's gonna lose his fucking mind. It's just so tragic. He's like <laughs> anyway, so I'm just like, oh now I gotta get a cup. I think and they're like still, Oh, they're not too was, bad. They're like I can find one for retail. I can find one for retail pretty easily. Yeah. I was looking at it and I'm like, well, that you know, 30 bucks is 30 bucks, whatever. But then, you know, I've been delving into the dark metal night stuff again. Then I'm like, oh, right. And I totally forgot about, I wanted to have Atrocitus. And I'm like, oh, those four figures are still available. I can find them. I'm like, oh. And that's so then I buy four to build, build the fifth figure. And I'm like, oh, that'd be a badass shelf. Because it'd be the whole build a figure wave right on it. Like, oh, uh, so there's, there's things in the works. There's, it's in flux right now. 
Yeah. I have my net a little too wide, and that's why when you message me about the despair and the hordak, and I'm like, nope, I, I'm nope, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'll go. I'll. It's another rabbit hole. I just don't want to go down. I that because I've... because wrestling is is get, picking back up now too. I'm just like, oh, I'm really interested in maybe getting a shelf of women figures because the women are really prominent right now in wrestling. So I was like, maybe I'll go back and look at maybe getting some like basics of like. You know, Naomi and Sasha and Charlotte and Bailey and Becky. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah, 20 bucks a pop. Those, though. Yeah. Because yeah. like, half fuck. of those aren't around anymore. Well, you can find them. I was at the pawn shop the other day and I could have got like, I could have got like a, a Charlotte, a Becky and a Bailey. And I probably would have been able to get them for like 25 bucks for all the three of them. Yeah. And then. Because, you know, they're like 40 each, or like they were 20 bucks each. And I'm like, well, usually they'll give you a deal if you buy a bunch. And there's a couple of guy figures I wanted to. And I'm like, well, you know, what's well, 40 bucks? And, you know, if I can get them all for 40, I, I, you know, I take the deal. But they were a little stick. They were being a little sticklers on some of them. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'll leave it then. If I come back next week, maybe you'll be willing to make the deal then. If they're still on the shelf. So. It's just always in flux, right? I'm always like when I, anytime I'm out, especially like when I'm like just downtown, like uh, hanging out, it's just more of a, I'll walk to value village, check the, the little toy section where they make baggies of toys. Cause sometimes you'll find a, a gem in there. Yeah. Um, you hear the stories all the time. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I, I hit up the comic book shop cause you know, I don't want them to close. So I'll, you know, throw 20, 30 bucks to their, there every now and then when I can buy a comic, couple comic books, that sort of thing. But yeah, so that's what I've been dealing with. Like just uh, like ever since I hung the, uh, the origin figures on the wall, it's really trying, I'm really trying not to like go down that hole of like, okay, I so I need, you, a, man. I'm like a claw. Oh, I need a claw full. I got to get a trap yep. jaw. Now I need beast man. So I'm just kind of like trying to, I'm just like, no, I, my favorite characters, not every character. What are my favorite characters? So that's what I'm trying to stick to. I so. told you, once you get those hung up in their, on their cards, they look like it's, I was half tempted myself because there was this guy that was selling them and he kind of had them all lined up and I was just like, oh man. <laughs> but if they were easier to get, you'd probably jump but where you have to order each one online pretty much because yeah know. we don't get the waves here yeah the waves no. suck here i know i got two more i know i have two motu figures from uh the swamp ninja that i have i think it's the bray wyatt and the jake the snake one i still have that he hasn't sent down to me yet so that's yeah. two more i can put on the wall um so, so that'll take that that uh you know itch away when they get to go up and then yeah, but like, it's uh, it's getting full in here. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's filling up. So I gotta, I'm like, okay, I gotta be a little more selective on space. So hence, I'm, I, I think, I think in the summertime, I'm gonna build another shelf or not shelf, another desk where I can use that desk space for displaying toys on. So we'll see. Like yeah. I said, I was thinking on doing helmets. I don't know how I feel about that. Helmets. Yeah, I was looking at maybe doing like I like uh, having like so the the you, well you were in my room you saw what it is so yeah. I have the desk along the curved wall but it doesn't extend all the way out so I'm going to extend that out further and then uh, 
on the sides, I'm, I said, well, I might as well just make my, I, I might as well just make a command desk. So it's going to go from the door to the wall across the, the curved wall, right to the window on the other wall. So it's going to be like this, this whole, it's just going to be desk all around the room. So, you know, I can move, I can have, like, eventually I'm hoping that, you know, I'll be able to, uh, you know, spread out a little more, have a couple monitors, you know, kind of like a little command center at the front. And then on the side is where, you know, toys can be. And then the back wall will be my shelves and then my, my, my curved, curved comic book wall. So that's the plan. And just wherever wherever things are now, that's where they're staying. I won't be able to move them until the the the, the work's done. But yeah, it's uh, and then of course I'll probably pimp it all out with LEDs and bullshit. So what I was thinking is the right side where the the Masters of the Universe figures are on my wall. When I build that desk out, I was going to put like, I was going to have the desk, and then on the 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 far end, like I would have these little pegs that would kind of light up. They had like they'll have like a, a pot light in them. And I was going to put helmets there, like a, you know, like a, a fucking knight helmet. And then I was like, oh, I can get the Cobra Commander helmet. I can get a Power Ranger, my favorite Power Ranger helmet. And I'm like, oh, that'll look cool. Like all these helmets along one side of the wall. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> you know. And then I'm like, helmets are like, expensive, no. though. Yeah, they're 100 bucks a pop usually. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, that's 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 the, the dream mind map. Like that's like, that's if I like come into some money for some strange reason like that'll that that's the the dream but if not it'll just be a shelf with uh more figures i'll just uh, have more space to to put figures on it's a win-win it's a win-win it's just more stuff it's more space to put things i need space for yeah because like you know i want to get i want to get a like i have the laptop and i live i have this little 19 inch television that i have connected to it that i use as a second monitor when i'm Usually I have a video playing of like just wrestling or something while I'm editing, just so I can watch something while I'm listening. Just kind of drain, like it just doesn't make it as monotonous. I can watch wrestling, but I can hear if there's any, you know, shit going on in the audio. So I'm just, uh, I'm like, oh, well, I'd like to have a really nice monitor. So then when I do, if I ever, you know, like I do game on the laptop, but not a lot, but I do have games on it. But if I want to throw a game up while I'm listening to the audio, I'd like to have a little better screen because you know the 19 inch screen is not the greatest it's just a little lcd screen so i've been looking online trying to find a, a decent monitor so every now and then samsung has a deal on where you can get like a 24 inch curved monitor for like 150 bucks so i'm waiting for that deal to happen and then i'll probably bite on that and get, and get a, a curved screen on the on the the command center side and kind of have that all pimped out you know, just a place to go play video games since, you know, I'm not allowed to use the TV downstairs a whole lot anymore. That's where the Xbox Series X is, right? The girls are always watching K-pop on it. That's a lot of stuff to fit in that room. It's, hey, I'm working on, I, I, I almost got it figured out, so. It's going to be, uh, trust me, if I could build another room, I would. Well, of course. I'm still Never sitting know. here with a with a room that could easily be used as a man cave, but you're not allowed. It's still got crap in it, and no one's doing anything with it. The problem is, is the stuff that's in that room. There's nowhere to put it. So, if I took it out, okay. So what do I do with it? But well, that's the thing. Well, if you're not doing anything with it, do you need it? Is it something you can purge and make some money on? See, that's the problem. Is that I 
want to purge a lot of things, but I am not allowed to. So, and we keep getting more stuff. So there was one day that uh, I'm told that all of a sudden we're getting a couple of giant beanbag chairs. They have been used once and they're sitting in that room amongst other things. So, <laughs> and I tried to say, we don't need those beanbag chairs. We're not going to use them. And then two hours later, they're being lugged into the house. <laughs> so that's, that's what happens. So I've, and it's not just those. It's not just beanbag chair. You should see these fucking things too. Um, oh, I can just imagine. They're probably as big as a fucking room. They yeah they they they're 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 sizable um and there's two of them uh, I'm trying to think of what else is in there there's a, a an air hockey table but that's my fault uh, neighbor was moving and it's a it's a nice table so they're like do you want it yeah sure uh, I'd probably keep that in there anyway but. Uh, yeah, it's become also a place where we kind of dump clothes that we don't want anymore. <laughs> and I've been like, I'm going to take these to the red bin. Well, you can't just do that. We got to go through them. I'm like, but we did go through them. That's why they're in this room. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is in there. <laughs> There's an old weight set. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, I pump iron all the time. Um what else is there? I know there's more stuff because you can you can't even walk around in there. But uh, yeah, so there's nowhere to put that stuff. The fucking bean bags. I'd be like, um, you need to go send that the the, the person on a trip and then do it while they're gone. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm going on a trip. Oh, I'm just like I don't even like I don't even know how much the beanbag chairs cost. I think they were like 25 bucks a piece or something. I don't even care. I'm like, I will give these away. Just put them on Kijiji. I will pay you the money for them. Like just get rid of them. And we have like my nieces are six and 10. I'm just like, they would love to have these beanbag chairs. They can, they can have one each, put them in their rooms. Like, give them as Christmas presents or something, or birthday, or just show up with them. Like, just give them to them. Surprise! Now, for some reason, gotta gotta keep these beanbag chairs. <sighs> but it's not just those. It's not just those. Like, there's there's a bunch of stuff in that room, and we just don't have anywhere else to put it. So, well, that's what happened when we were moving. When we moved to. Uh from the uh my old the old duplex on Westwood Crescent to the place on 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 fucking fucking yeah, had to get rid of a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Beach Grove. When I moved to Beach Grove Road, I had to pur we had to purge because we didn't have the room. That place was so small. Oh, I like know. you know, I went from a three bedroom, you know, duplex with multiple basement, main and up upper level and we had that fully stacked and, and probably too much in there. And then I went from that whole place to a one floor apartment, three bedroom, well, two bedroom and a, sh and a, and a, sh and a closet. And, uh, yeah, we had to purge something fierce. 
And we I would love to. I'm a minimalist. Like I like there's stuff that we have like it's it's clothes. Clothes is the big thing. I don't even know why like half of this stuff is still here. And we've already gotten rid of a ton of clothes too, but I would just love to go someday and just throw a bunch of shit in the red bin. I'm like just get rid of this stuff. But I did. We rented a a, a uh, container because we had old furniture we weren't taking to toss it in because, you know, it was super old furniture and no one's going to want it. No one wants to take it. So we, so it was a full garbage bin, like a full blue, like dump bin. Mm -hmm. And we got rid of all the toys the kids didn't want to play with that were all busted and broken and gross. Um, like all the old like uh furniture that you know just didn't get reused like old chairs and stuff that we just left downstairs piled in the corner just to take up space so we purged a lot and then then it was like we were at the the small place for two years and then we moved into the the house and now we're like oh we used to have all this stuff now i have to go buy it all again which is which is the the, the downside because you know i don't have we you know we had too much furniture in in the other houses now we don't have enough because our space yeah, is so much bigger you gotta you gotta modernize too i mean some of your stuff was like 20 years old oh yeah that too but i mean like still it was more of a we already had something we didn't really need to like if we had the room to when we moved the first time it would have been way better like it would have been just easier to have it instead and have a more seats, that sort of thing. But oh yeah, no, I eventually that'll that'll all come. But it was just more of a like we went from a then we went from the one floor apartment <laughs> with with all our shit jammed into it to this fairly large home <laughs> with with the the big giant living room, the big den, sun, sun porch, and then the four bedrooms. It was like oh now we don't have stuff to put in rooms. <laughs> it's, yeah. But it's 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 even it's the same here though like. The, the place, because it's so old, it has no closets where you can store things. So we're like, you know, there's things piled up in the hallway because we don't have closets. It's like, oh, this is where our brooms and stuff go. <laughs> this is where, you know, you make you, you make it, it work. But yeah, it's it's just more of a, what do you do with all the space? And then when you start filling it, you're like, oh, now I have too much in this space. I, I want less. And then I'm just, I'm like looking at like, okay, how do I streamline spaces? How do I make... Like we don't like like right now in my kitchen, there's a kitchen table there that we don't use. It's there in front of the big bay window, and all it is, it's a place where things go and to die. We throw yeah, things flat there, surface. like flat, flat surface. surface. So, oh, we're gonna pile the cardboard boxes there. It's like no, I got to get rid of it. So that's my plan: is I got to get rid of that table somehow. Just chop so, it up. Well, uh, no. Well, I'm thinking. Well, I don't have like there's. I, I could put that table up here in this room. I could use it as a, like a, you know, kind of like a desk, like until I build something I could use, but I could put it in the, the corner a little bit. It'd be fairly large and look out of place, but it'd just be some, I could use it as another surface to put stuff on because I, I'm running out of room to put things on as in, and there, there, we don't want that room down there because it just, that's where clutter goes up here. It'd be used for like toys and packages and stuff like that. But it's all it's all the same. Anywhere, anytime there's a flat surface, you just pile shit on it. Oh, I know. Well, that's the way it is here too. Have you? Uh, you mentioned that you were in town. Did you yep. see? Did you like go to Toys R Us? Did you take a look around? Oh, I went to Toys R Us, and I was like, the prices are ungodly right now for stuff. 
which mm-hmm. is the one thing that just turns me off is like, this is one figure. It should not be $50. It was a $30 figure. It's a $30 figure. I'll pay 30 bucks. I'm not paying 50. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but yeah, I was at Toys R Us. It was the same shit, you know, clamp champ, a couple Ram Mans. There was a couple, like you said, there was the triclopses I was looking at, but I think I can get them cheaper on Amazon than I can at the at Toys R Us. So I'm looking at maybe do jumping maybe into that realm, like maybe grabbing a couple of the master verses I missed, which is amazingly sad that that yeah. online, like the wild should be where you find it the cheapest. Yeah. Did you see the two bads? I did see the two bads. I'm not a big two bad fan, but it is a cool figure. It is a cool figure. It is a cool figure. Did you pay? Did you get it? No. Well, no, I'm not. I'm like, I'm like you. I'm the, you know, I'm not much of a two bad guy, but they did a really nice job on that particular figure. It was well done. It was a well done figure, but no, I, I didn't grab anything at Toys R Us. Then I went over to EB games and, or GameStop or whatever the fuck they're calling it now. And I was like in there and like they used, they like, sometimes they get exclusive stuff, mm-hmm. but like what I try to do is I try to hit up over there around on Fridays cause they have their $5 Friday. And sometimes you'll get like a figure for five bucks, like something that's, you know, just kind of obscure. They didn't sell, but I went over and it was all just plus plushy bullshit. Like those stuffed Yoshis and stuff. I don't give a shit about. Um, but, uh, yeah, I went to EB Games, didn't find anything there. And then I decided, well, I'm in town till five because I was meeting the wife uh, after she was in, in working in the office. So I was like, okay, well, I got an hour to kill. So I went down to uh, Value Village, no scores. That's when I went over to the Most Wanted Pond and was talking about those uh, wrestling figures. They wouldn't bite on the deal. So I was like, you know what? I'll come back maybe next week, the week after, and see what happens. If they're still there, I'll uh, I'll pitch the deal again, and maybe they'll take it. They seem to be tough to deal with in there. Like there's not. Well, they know what it's worth. That's the thing. They know what it's worth, and they want to get what they've paid. But the thing is, is like we already know how pawn shops work. They pay fifty percent of what it's worth and mark it up to that. Like we know this. So I know there's margin that you didn't pay. You didn't pay a hundred dollars for the figure. The figure's worth. The figure was like. It's worth a hundred. You paid fifty, so there's fifty dollars in there that you can work within there. Like you could sell it to me for seventy five, mm-hmm. but they want the hundred, right? It just doesn't like that. That's why I get a little upset with pawn, the pawn shop is because and like, they'll well, let it know, sit it's there. worth this. They oh yeah, they'll let, let it sit there because there. they don't care because someone will someone will eventually buy it. And what they'll do is they'll let it sit there, and that, it does appreciate in value if it's one of those rare, you know, some you know rare obscure toy. Like, I would love, like, they have a Tiger Sword there, a Power Rangers Tiger Sword in box, you know, or not Tiger Sword, sorry, Dragon Sword, and it's still in box, and they want 400 bucks for it. And I'm like, it ain't worth $400 in the box. Like, it's not a $400 toy in that box. That box is shit. That box is falling apart. I don't care about the box. Sell it to me for the 350 that it's worth, you know, like, to knock the 50 bucks off. They won't. They won't do it. No. And they're like, no. Well, well, we'll sit on it for the next 10, 15 years, and then someone will eventually be dumb enough to pay you what it's worth. And we just don't, as I say, like they they kind of know the market too, because we don't have a lot of shops around here, and they know what's in the actual toy stores. Like they know that it's outdated merchandise, so. 
they i mean you can't you can't really blame them like they know that the market is is weak around here so like you couldn't get away with that in, in a place like toronto because you know for for you sitting there there's about 20 other shops that maybe would give you that deal well that's the thing right like there's just there's no competition here on the island and exactly. it is and and the thing is is most of the competition they all know what they want for it so they're not really marking things down because we don't have an oversaturated market so they can stick to their price yeah. which is which is the the problem so like you know i i went there i didn't get a deal and then i was like i said value village was strikeout i went to the the comic book shop and i didn't find anything but then you know i walked into the walmart and got that triclops that new version of the uh he-man triclops for seven bucks i'm like all right i'll grab that well give me a little hint of ripping something open <laughs> so i ripped her open put it on the shelf and i was like all right that's cool looking it goes well with the skeletor that i have so yeah it's weird how you find like walmart's kind of a weird one here um because there's no we, and we've talked about this at nauseum but it's just it's so hard to explain. You'll there's like literally one wall of all the figures that they have, and it's a hodgepodge. And you're looking through, and it's like, okay, you've got like twenty of this one figure, and then all of a sudden you'll move the package, and it's like, oh, bam, like a figure that you haven't seen around here. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's that's from Wave Thirteen. Uh, I might as well grab it. I'll never see it again. And it's on and for five dollars. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's marked down, but you're like it hasn't been here for the past six months, but now it's five bucks on the yeah. shelf. Make no so rhyme or reason, no yeah. rhyme or reason to it. Yeah, and it's just I I hate Walmart because I hate the parking lot. I hate how busy it is. I hate the layout of the place because it's just it's chaotic, and there's always like so many people around, and it's like it takes you. Like, I don't know. It's like, takes you, it's a, it's a good trip. Like it's, it takes time out of your schedule to do all that crap. And it's like the payoff is probably very minimal. Well, that's the other thing. Like if I, if it, like, here's the thing, if I didn't need to kill an hour, wouldn't have done it. Exactly. Cause I know like, cause like on my suck. lunch break, like on my lunch break at work, that's where I go. I go to Walmart. I walk over. And that's where when I do my toy walk. So I go over every day. So like I'm there daily checking if anything new comes out. So like Monday, nothing new. Tuesday, nothing new. Wednesday, nothing new. Thursday, ooh, they had a new version of a Zed figure from the League of Legends show up on the shelf. I'm like, whoop-de-doo, no one. buys the shit. Just but one. just one. Just one. And I'm like, <laughs> cool. And then, you know, then I'll walk to the what the worst thing is is the way they do clearance in, in that Walmart. They grab these little rolling blue racks and they just throw them in random places on the floor. Yeah. And that's where the clearance is. And you're just kind of like, um, like, why don't you have a, one of these rolling racks in the toy section with toys on it? Yeah. It'll and, be like buy the clothes or something. Well, it's, it's in the electronics area. Yeah. And you're like, why this is, these are figures. Like these are toys. Why isn't it by the toy? Like, I'd love to meet, I'd love to meet the guy who runs that place and be like, like, do you have any pride in your in your job at all <laughs> because like the i used to work in re- i've, so I've worked retail i've worked retail if i if i was working in a store that looked like walmart like my my old boss would fuck, like i would have been 
like wrote up and fired or like put on suspension because I'm not doing my job. <laughs> like, no, it's very strange. Like, I just don't understand it. It's like you, you, you only have four cashiers that work at the front. Your store should look immaculate. If you keep it like, it should look great. If you have all these people that are working on the floor, yeah. like your show, your store shouldn't look like this. Like your store should be messed tons of up. empty, empty space. Like we've walked through it before and like there's hooks half hanging off the, the, like the pegboards. There's shit all over the floor yeah. and it's always like that. And it seems to me like ever since they got the, uh, the food section, like ever since they got into the groceries here in this particular Walmart, like the food section laid out nicely. Like everything you walk through there, I, I don't know me. I don't walk through there a lot. Like through the, I don't just don't get my groceries at Walmart, but the few times that I have, it's always been organized. Um, I've, it doesn't look like the rest of the store. It almost looks like a different store within Walmart. And um, so it feels like they pay the most attention to the food and the rest is just kind of there. Like, okay, while you're shopping for food, go look at the rest of our shit. Which, which makes no sense because like the, the whole reason Walmart has the, the super centers with the groceries is the groceries they lose money on. They don't care. They don't, they, 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 they put the, 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 the grocery in there just to, for the sake of putting it in there. These are loss leaders. They don't like, they don't really make a shit ton of money on all this stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But do you agree with my assessment? Like you, you, do you find that that looks like a completely different store almost within Walmart? Not anymore. It used to no, no. Like it's, it's getting like, it's the same now as like, you'll go through the grocery sections, like people just not filling shelves, like oh, okay. completely like complete chaos in certain aisles. Like some aisles are really great. And other ones are just like, yep, no one's been down here for the past two weeks. Cause like you can tell. That's like, crazy. It's, it's just like I've worked, I've, I don't know how many stores I've worked in, like, like with like, I've worked in the grocery business. I've worked in sales. I've worked in electronics. Like I even worked at like, you know, renting videos. Like if my boss walked in, like even at a, a video rental shop, if like you have empty shelves, you don't leave the shelves empty. You no. you face product into it to make it look like you have product. You make it look like you have stuff, but not, no, just leave it fucking empty. Leave a hole there. It was the same thing as like when, when I, I worked for Target, when they were here for that whole year and a half. Like it was the same thing, empty shelves. I'm like, why are we leaving it empty? Like we have all this shit in the back that we, we were not allowed to put out, but we don't have the stuff on the shelves that we, we have. It made no sense to me. And they're like, no, if it's empty, you have to leave it empty. So we know to order it. And I'm like, well, we already, we, like, we already know to order it because it's, cause it's empty. We didn't get it. That's why you have inventory. That's well, that's what I said. Have, I'm like, well, we know there's none here. System. Yeah. I'm like, we, we already know that this, this, this doesn't work. Like we already know we don't have it. So we are, that's we already know is. we ordered it. Yeah. Well, but we don't, you know, if we fill it, then we'll forget to fill it. I'm like, no, that's not how that works. Gee, why did it fail? Yeah. It was just, oh yeah. I was dealing with dummies, straight up dummies. <laughs> the That's unfortunate too. Cause target, like, I don't want to, well, they tried to change it. They tried to make it, target Canada instead of yeah. just taking the, the U S model and, and, and keeping it, it was more of a, Oh, let's be a, a concept store. We're going to be new in Canada. We're going to do all these, like, we're going to make it a Canadian company. We're going to have 
you know, carry the Canadian product and then we couldn't get the Canadian product and then we had empty shell. Oh, it was just a mess. Just a mess. <laughs> See, and what's so frustrating, uh, last bit of this rant about our local uh, Supply. suppliers, I guess, is that we have such a big Toys R Us and we have such a big Walmart and it's just yep. nothing in them or it's the same old shit. Like that Toys R Us, uh, I just don't get it. Like, I don't know why we don't have the same shit everyone else does. It's just, yeah, like you said, like the guy up in Toronto is sitting on like hundreds of Hordax and She-Ras and I got a Triclops triclops and a fucking uh, uh, trap jaw. Yeah, send a few down. Yeah, just just because I'd love to have a She-Ra and a Hordak. I'd be like, yep, cracking those fuckers open. They'd be on the shelf pretty quick. But that, like that's what I'm looking at. I'm like, oh well, maybe maybe instead of buying one, like uh, you know how I was like I said I might buy one big figure. I'm like, well, I could just take that and sink it into a shit ton of figures, and be like, okay, now I got the shelves I want. I have this shelf, that shelf, another shelf, and I'm like, oh, it's just do you know? Yeah, do you know what a dangerous. nice concept? Do you know what a nice concept would be? Is if you got the Hordak Mondo. And then you got like just the regular origins of the rest of the horde, and you'd have like a giant hordak kind of lotting over them. And the rest of them are kind of smaller than him to kind of denote that, you know, he's the leader. Here's yeah, all no. his minions. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Eh, well, fuck off then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking myself out of it, dummy. I'm not, you know, don't like it. I don't like it. I know you're not oh, going to do it, but I was shocked you passed. I was shocked you passed on the Destro for sure. Cause that was just 25 bucks and you just, it's not very big. Yeah, I know. But it's just like, I, I, if I go into the Joe realm, I have no shelf for Joe. Yeah, but you like no. Destro, you, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just I like Destro, Destro figure, just yeah, Destro but then, figure, yeah. man. Yeah. The, and then what happens is it's like, Oh, Destro. Well, I need a Baroness cause they are always freaking frack on television. And it's like, well, oh, I like the Baroness. Oh, I got to get, oh, I guess I'll have I could have got you Luke. the Baroness for 25 bucks. So I could have got them both for you for 50 bucks. Yeah, well, no. Yeah, on card. Yeah. yeah. I don't care. I'd open them. I don't like them on card. But they're the they're the old ones from when yeah, we were see, kids. Well, then uh, the again, that means, yeah, then that means, oh, that's something else to hang really cool on my wall. And then I'll want more of them. So, no, I'm good. Thanks. I appreciate the <laughs> offer. I appreciate that. I've I've been afraid of the GI Joe too because I said this would happen. Luckily, I've still only got two, but you I haven't even I'm opened gonna... them yet because you're lame. Well, the, see, that was the other part of the plan is if I would have had that Storm Shadow because again, same exact figure just on the the retro card, then I would have been able to open up the the one in the package that I don't give a shit about, and I could have had that displayed in front of the all of the uh, the retro one that would have looked awesome but alas not happening it's gone i'm not paying 120 dollars for that figure oh you will sir no no it's not happening 65 um, if somebody sold it to you for 65 you'd buy it yeah but i again i said i'm not paying 120 for it yeah Here's here's the other thing that I hate about like uh, trying to come up with space and whatnot. So I want to, posing figures is fucking hard, and I, I say this all the time. It's like getting a cool pose for a figure is 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 difficult, especially when you have limited space and you want to you want to make things look cool. Because you know if you start posing them and making them you know bigger than their 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 footprint of just standing straight, 
you 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 move you lack space so it's just like oh, i'm just because i want a really cool uh flash uh setup because i have the i have an original flash and then i have the the red death and i want to put them on on a shelf together where they're like looking cool chasing each other or fighting or something and i'm like putting them in those running poses and getting them to stand up straight and it's fucking hard man you need all these like specialty like shelves now like you need these specialty holders i'm like i can make it work i know i can but i can't <laughs> but i want it to work so i don't have to spend any more money are I'm you trying to figure shit out are you thinking at all like you have some vehicles like you have the air raider yeah i got two of them the wind the wind raider sorry <laughs> yeah. um and you have like a lot of batman stuff and i i think you have a couple of superman things have you ever thought about hanging them up like with fish wire or anything like that? Oh yeah. Do you know how hard that is? <laughs> no, I'm not saying you just snap that up in the run of a couple of hours, but you know, like just you've got some untapped space there. Yes. But uh, the thing is, is like, again, I do have a wife who doesn't like hearing drill holes in walls. <laughs> you do it when she's not there. It doesn't matter. Cause then what you got, Whoa, you, you put some more holes in the wall. <laughs> That's oh, yeah, room, I did. That's your room. It's my, oh, yeah, I know. It's just more of a, like, you just, I'm just, I don't, should be poking holes willy nilly everywhere. But I mean, it's I am room. pretty much now. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I've, I've come up with a couple of, uh, like, uh, ideas. <laughs> like, like, if you've seen, like, uh, I have photos of my shelf. You see some Imagine guys, that. you know, hanging from the ceiling. I got a couple Imagine that Joker in the dragon. Sky. Imagine the Joker dragon flying through the air. I already have it flying through the air. Oh, do you? No, yeah, but imagine it hanging from the, imagine it hanging. Yeah, the, but trying to figure out a way to hang it where you don't damage it from hanging for so long is, is tough. I guess. Like right now I'm using plastic filament and some 3M strips to do some interesting poses on the shelf. People hanging from the sides of them, you know, Superman flying up. I got, uh, I got Scarlet from the GI Joe figure, like rappelling down a wall. You know, I have my uh, Dawnbreaker Green Lantern floating in the sky. I have a Hobgoblin hanging off one side of the uh, shelf. I have a Venom hanging off another side. So, like, I'm I'm trying to make as much use as my that on tap space. It's just when you're getting trying to, when you try to get creative and get things in poses that, uh, like I said, you you lose you lose shelf space because you have to have them in a certain footprint. Like if everything yeah. was just stationary standing on lines i could put little risers up and every you could see every figure but i don't like that like that bothers me like i'm not the guy who's like i want to see everything in a straight line and like all the all the same figure on the same shelf like that just it's not the way my mind works i don't like no, that uniformity that's, that's why collections are unique yep so like mine is like i want power poses and you know things kind of looking neat like it looks like that, like I have, uh, you know, uh, my doomsday care, sorry, my devastator character holding a venom figure, bending him like, like a, like an accordion. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. He's going to kill this guy. You know, that, that sort of thing. And then like, I had like, I used to have my predator, you know, holding a scarlet by the head with the, with the sickle up to her throat and, you know, like, look like he was going to kill her. I'm like, that's, that was a badass picture. And, you know, then I have the, I have a spawn figure. Then I have the, I have the bat cycle. I have the wind Raider. I have uh, the Joker dragon. Now looking at maybe getting that Batmobile when it comes out, because it's badass and it's the original 1980s Batman. It's with the, the pod that slides and the missiles that shoot, 
So I'm like, that looks badass. So I'm like, oh, where do I put that? That's a that's like that Batmobile is a shelf on its own. <laughs> and then you got to get it. Then I got to Then I'm gonna have to get an '80s Batman, like a, a Keaton Batman. Oh yeah. So I'm like, you're paying for the nose for that bad boy. Well, no, because they're they're launching one with it. So like, I could get the 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 McFarlane '89 Batman with the McFarlane '89 Batmobile and have that on a shelf, paint yeah, that shelf black. Oh, so cool. But then you'd need the Nicholson Joker. Yeah, I, 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 you know, yeah, eventually I might, or I might just go Batman Returns and go with uh, Catwoman and Penguin. No, you, you need the Nicholson. You need all three, actually. Uh, I'd probably, need. I'd probably just go the, I might even just go like Batman Forever and get the old shitty Mr. Freeze. <laughs> no, that's, that's uh, Batman and Robin. Yeah, but still, it's in the same same vein, same universe. The same vein, what, what? Yeah, well, so is the other two. Um, ice to meet you. Ice to meet you. Uh, Chill out. It's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. Oh, yeah. So, switching gears, uh, yep. you know, rather abruptly here, the WWE was just sold. Oh, yeah. Um, so Endeavor Entertainment, who also owns the UFC, now mm-hmm. owns the WWE. 51% of the controlling stake in the company. Vince McMahon still has the 49%, or the, the stockholders, I guess, do. Mm-hmm. And I sent you the little graphic, and, and we talked about this before, about you know all the allegations he was facing, and he stepped away, and... I just kind of laughed. I'm not saying you disagreed with me, but I, I just kind of laughed. And I said, do you think Vince McMahon's done? So he's second in command of the whole thing now. So he's technically Dana White's boss. He's fire up the food chain. He is second only to the CEO of Endeavor. Mm-hmm. And he was paid $9.5 billion for the control of the controlling stake in WWE. Mm-hmm. He's retaken complete control of creative no he hasn't uh that's not what i read yep you you didn't read anything from today did you i guess not but this is the latest (laughs) that i read is that he was that he was controlling creative again that he's 9.5 billion dollars richer and he only reports to the ceo of of endeavor (laughs) okay well first of all he didn't get 9.5 billion dollars the 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 shares did so well he got some of that money i think it was like 193 million dollars or something like that he didn't get the full 9.3 it wasn't just went into vince's coffers that went into the whole stake and shareholders of the purchase so vince got like i think 51 i think i think vince on his board has 51 percent of the the controlling stock of of wwe he did and that's what he sold yeah but he didn't sell the, it was the he sold half of that so he didn't like he he gave controlling shares to endeavor but he didn't release all his shares so he didn't get all that money are you it's sure about really this? fucking weird yeah i'm pretty sure i think uh I think I, was, like the way i understood it is he had the 51 percent so that he would be the right but he, he again though like sold uh, again the entire 51 percent well if he sold the but the thing is if he sold the entire 51 percent of his company he wouldn't be running the company because they that wouldn't was, keep him there. But I don't think probably, that was part of the deal. 
I don't think that was part of the deal. No, I don't know. I honestly don't know. From what I understood is he had the 50, the controlling stake because that's how he maintained control of the company. And he sold his shares, the the full 51% for 9.5 billion. And part of the deal must have been that he would report only to the CEO of the, of the controlling company. That's, that's the way I understood it. I'm just looking up here now. I was reading something. Anyway, as far as the whole uh, control, yeah, he was in control at night two of WrestleMania. And then he did, he was involved heavily in the Raw After Mania. And the Raw After Mania did fucking such horrible numbers <laughs> that he wasn't at SmackDown last night. It was, uh, it was Hunter. Hunter ran SmackDown last night, and the show did much better. So I think they're testing the waters. Like Vince is seventy-eight years old now. He's so got like a great he's, mustache. Yeah, and colored his <laughs> hair. Like he looks Mexican oh now. Goodness. He looks Mexican oh. now. It's so. It's. I don't know. Like it's Vince McMahon. So he like he's just he's one of my heroes, but. Just the fact that he looks so damn greasy just adds to it. It's like he can't look in the mirror and say, this is the best look that I can do. This is the best version of me at this point in time. It must just be, yeah, I look like this. Fucking deal with it. I look like this because I can. (laughs) There's no other explanation. Yeah. So here I'm looking at that sale right now. So like uh, good news for Vince McMahon, whose net worth rose to 3.1 billion after he earned 198 million from the increased oh, stock okay. price, according to Forbes. As okay. part of the deal, WWE was valued at not at 9.3 billion, with the UFC being valued for at 12.1 billion. So basically, it was he basically made the money off the stock price. He didn't really make anything off the sale. Okay, I get it now. Yeah. So that I guess I mixed up those numbers. <laughs> so what it was was that obviously he would have had an initial investment in those stocks. Exactly. The difference came out to the 163 million, but the stocks themselves were worth the 9.3 billion. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he made 198 million from the sale. That's what he made. That's fucking insane. But anyway. that's still that's still a nice chunk of change. It's, it's not nine point five billion, but it's nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's bad. He's he's worth three point one, so he's okay. He's doing all right. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so like, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this whole the wholesale. Um, there's going to be huge layoffs coming up because though essentially they're going to try to after Endeavor, you know, purchases they usually are going to streamline. So like all those like it. Because, you know, UFC has road crew and people who do setups for shows and whatnot. And the WWE have that type of, so all, like, all that backs, back, back, uh, you know, backlogging and, and, you know, schlepping gear and whatnot. Uh, You're going to try to see them streamline it, like, take the best from their company and the WWE and merge them together. And they'll be, like, the best, you know, team ever, I guess, putting on live events, that sort of thing. But. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be hard to see a lot of jobs get cut real quick. Um, the other thing is, is there's a lot of people unhappy with uh, the backstage right now at WWE when Vince was involved, the morale apparently was reported like this sucks. Like, why is he fucking here? Obviously 
obviously you're not doing you're not doing a good job vince when you know raw i guess tanked the raw after mania it was the like they it was reported that it was probably the worst raw after mania ever nothing happened nothing had there was 31 minutes of wrestling on a three-hour show 31 I minutes also, that was that was that's it. crazy i also read somewhere where just interject for a second um where night one and night two of wrestlemania were almost like two completely different events mm-hmm. where they night were. one night one started off with a bang there was a lot of optimism it was doing it did great there was like uh, you know critics were loving it and then night two it was just like it just fell flat on its face well the the changes were made apparently that someone came in and made and people weren't happy about it like the whole point of the whole Cody Rhodes buildup from him being stolen from AEW coming back to WWE to beat the big bad Roman Reigns like that's the story they told and then swerve it at the end where Roman wins and completely deflate the company like that's at, like that's basically like doing what happened with uh WrestleMania a few years ago when Brock beat the streak like the the room was deflated no one wanted to no one wanted to be there anymore because the story that they were hoping for didn't happen. And that's essentially what happened with night two is, is, you know, Vince, you know, decided, I think, no, I don't want Cody Rhodes to be the champ right now. Let's, let's, let's draw it out and try to make more money, which I understand long-term booking, but when you get to that point in the story and that's where it should, should end. And then to do this, it left a lot of bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And people are just like, like, why are we doing this? Like, we wanted a fresh start. We we were tired of seeing Roman Reigns as the champ. He's been right. He's a thousand days now. He's been the champ. One thousand days. Yeah. What are they trying to do? Are they are they trying to like? Is he, well, is he going I think I think is he's he what's what's Bruno's what's Bruno's uh, ah, it's not uh record? That's nine years. <laughs> That's not happening. Yeah, Maybe I think they're, they're just. just trying, I think I think they're going modern times. I think they're trying to make him the be, the the most. Uh, like know. to beat out Hogan's. Well, yeah, well, Hogan's is a thousand sixty four days, I think, or something like that. It was from ninety four to when did did Andre beat him on the main event? Eighty nine. Uh, so I think it's like four and a half years or something like that. Is it that long? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, I wish there was a way we could find out. I'm looking <laughs> at it right now. I'm pretty like he beat the Iron Sheik in '84, and then I think he lost to Andre in '88, because '88 or 80, yeah '88, I think he lost to Andre. So it's like three and a half, four years, something like that. I'm looking at our top twenty longest title reigns ranked. Uh, Bruno's the first two, because I think he was like nine and six or something crazy like that. And then I think it's yeah. the Huckster. Oh, these stupid I hate the fact that I'm trying to look up something and I go to it and it's like, hey, can you turn ad blocker off? I'm like, no, I don't want to. I want to look at your shit. Ah. Does Honky Tonk Man still own the Intercontinental title reign? Um, he does, but I think they're gonna let uh the new Intercontinental champ beat that. It's crazy gonna... to me that that's still the record after all these years. It's like 430 days or something like that. The friggin' honky tonk man. I know the uh, the tag team the demolition record was broken by I think the New Day. Oh yeah, 
Well, no, I think it was broken by Usos. Or Usos. I, the yeah, Usos I have been the champ now for, I think, two years straight. Well, they just lost the titles, but... Yeah, just tell me the fucking... I don't care about your ads. <laughs> you got to be better at Googling, son. I just don't like going to sites that have ads. There we go. Longest title reign. Uh, Hulk Hogan, 364 days. That's a year. Macho Man did 371. Uh, Cena was 381. CM Punk was 434. Pedro Morales was 1,027. That's Bruno Bruno Sammartino is 1,237. Hogan's was 1,474. Yeah, there it is. Ackland was 2,135. And Bruno Sammartino, 2,803. So Backlund and Bruno are the top one and two. And then <laughs> Hogan's 1474. Yeah. Fabulous Moolah was the women's champion for over 10,000 days. <laughs> yeah. But she wouldn't drop the title ever. And um, she didn't wrestle for most of that time. She yeah. was just the, the figurehead champion. Because they weren't doing anything with it anyway. Yeah, that, t- that, that I mean, in all honesty, that shouldn't even be lo- looked at as a real record. No, because I think they retired it for a while. Like, women's wrestling, women's wrestling through, like, the 70s and 80s was pretty much non-existent. Wendy Richter. Alundra Blaze. I'm trying to think who else was a champ. Uh, I think Rock and Robin there for a little bit. Yeah, Rock and Robin. That was Sherry Martell. Sherry Martell as well, yeah. But yeah, I... Uh... I never followed women's wrestling until now because women's wrestling is like amazing now. Well, it wasn't anything. It, it, it like I mean, you had like women's wrestling started really gaining traction in the like the Attitude Era, and I know there was a lot of hokey matches too, like the bra and panties matches and the you know the spank my ass matches, and you had you know you had women wrestlers, and I use the term very lightly, like Sunny and Sable, and that who were just not wrestlers. Hey, but Sable did a powerbomb to Mark Merrow. You got to give her yeah, a props, man. I, I guess. Give her a props. But she's not a wrestler. But then you had, like, women that could wrestle. You had Ivory, and you had Mickey James, and you had uh, Molly Holly. Like, these were, you know, these were good wrestlers. Lita, they, Trish Stratus. Lita transitioned into the role. Same with Trish. Uh, and they did well. I'm not calling them down. But that's... That's kind of, I'm talking about like real established wrestlers. Like you, there's still a difference between someone like uh, Ivory and Trish Stratus. Like you can tell Ivory had the years of training behind her. But that's kind of when women's wrestling started when to really When you think about off. it, when we were watching, when we started watching Ivory in 97, she was in her 40s. I know. I know. And she didn't look in her 40s. She still doesn't. Like she's 60 and she looks like she's 40. It's insane. She just, she's one of those women that has continued to take care of herself. She has almost the same like physique that she did back in the nineties today. Like it's crazy. She's on the juice. She's on the juice. She could be. She's not bulky or anything. She's just very well toned and she takes care of herself. No, but she's on the juice. You gotta be, you gotta be on the juice. (laughs) Got the rocket fuel. I, I guess. I don't know. You should just go start juicing up there, Al. 
Oh yeah, but you got to work out too. You can't just juice. No, you just juice, and you just get all like bloated and out of shape, and just like. <laughs> well, I'm already bloated and out of shape. Well, let's just enhance it. Let's just enhance it. I was hoping. I was like, I hear all these people talking about how like jujitsu gets you in shape, and I, no, it doesn't. <laughs> you have to. You have to be in shape. Like you, you still have to work at being in shape. You can't just do jujitsu. I'm living proof. It doesn't fucking work. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just, I just laughed. Like all those people that like Vince is done. <laughs> oh, no, he, he's, he's not going to be around too much longer. He's going to ride off in the sunset pretty soon. He'll, he'll leave when he damn well wants to leave. Now that you, the company's here's, here's the thing. I think what's going to happen is after all the dust settles, after this sale, there's going to be some more allegations come out and you're going to see him probably go again. Essentially might... what's happening. Like he uh, might disappear for a little bit, but like, dude, he's 78. He's like, just right off. Like, let it go. I, oh, hey, I agree with you. What more do you have to accomplish? Like, I I agree with you, but he, it's like, it's like Ric Flair, like Ric Flair's 78 or something like that. And he can't ride off. He just had a match last year. That was his final match though. Oh yeah. Quotation marks final. See, the sad thing is, is that match that he had, and I went back and I watched it, um, like, not too long ago, actually, that match that he had against Shawn Michaels, like, that was the perfect ending match. From a a 69 or a 70-year-old or however old he was in that match, you could not have asked for a better match. And the way it ended with Michaels doing the whole, like, I'm sorry, I love you thing, like, that was the perfect retirement match. You can't beat it. Well, he thought uh, he could. He thought he well, could. Well, I don't know if he thought he could. It's just that he just he couldn't help himself. And I know there's the you know the rumors that he owes like millions of dollars to the IRS and all that stuff. But I mean, he's got to be in the black by now. Like all the promotional work and stuff that he does, like he can't still be in the hole. He just can't let it go, man. I read an article just before we were doing this podcast. And it's mm-hmm. talking about how Ric Flair wants one more match. Do you know who he wants to wrestle? Or do you know who... I shouldn't say that he wants to wrestle. This particular wrestler mentioned it and said, I would love to have one last match with Ric Flair. Do you know who it was? It's somebody that he's wrestled many times before. It's somebody that isn't much younger than him. It's one of your favorite wrestlers. Yeah, it's the taker, isn't it? Greg the Hammer Valentine. Oh, fuck that guy. Wants fuck to wrestle Ric Flair in one final match. He's 72. Ric Flair is 78. They yeah, want like, one last match. Why, is, why, why, like, here's the thing, Greg the Hammer. Like, I didn't like watching, <laughs> I didn't like watching you when you're back in the 80s doing the same old shtick you're trying to do now. Ooh, gonna you drop the elbow, baby. Drop the hammer on him. No, I think you're, no way. You're, you're mixing him up with with uh, with Dusty Rhodes there. Or was no, that no. your Jimmy Hart? That's my Jimmy Hart. <laughs> Come on, hammer, baby. Come on. on. Drop the hammer on him, baby. Give it to him, baby. You didn't Talking like the, the whole... megaphone. Why do you hate him so much? I hate, like, Greg Valentine was not even a good hand as wrestler. <laughs> yes, like, he was. A... No, no, he wasn't. No, he's way overrated. Oh. Blonde man. Just straight up blonde man. Go away. Generic like blonde my... man. He looked like my te- my uh, my gym teacher. He looked like a shop teacher. 
Mrs. Dalmont. That's who he looked like. My my gym teacher. Your gym teacher looked like great. It was probably it probably was your gym teacher, <laughs> but it was a she. That's the thing. Man. My gym teacher was a she that looked like him. <laughs> Sounds awful. You're such a horrible person. But could you imagine watching those two wrestle? Like, no. Do you remember? Do you remember the Icon versus Icon match with Hogan and uh, Piper? in like the late nineties when they were both like in their fifties. Yeah. Age in the cage. And how painful that was. And I love yeah. the, like, I love Roddy Piper, but like, no, you dude, got two like, bad hips. He has two plastic yeah. hips. He shouldn't even be in the ring. No. Like, I just, I can't fathom that happening, but. Yep. Yeah, Greg, the hammer. Hey, that's like him asking Hogan for a match. Come on, Hogan. Let's, let's get to this pay window. Like, no. <laughs> Nobody wants to see it. No. Like, I don't even want to see Hogan wrestle. Everyone's like, oh, Hogan, one more match. Why? Do you not remember? Like, the, his best match was when it was him versus uh, The Rock at X18. Yep. That was the last little bit of, that he had left in the in the tank. And that was it. Then he's done. Like, he, he, has, he should never have gotten into the ring. He went to Impact and decided to try to wrestle. Fucked his back even more. Like... The man can't walk. He has like this machine in his back, like a tens machine to basically like anytime he has pain, he turns it on. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> like, well, was anyone I don't think anyone's talking about Hogan fighting another match, are they? Oh no, but someone would. Everyone wants to see Hogan and Austin. Why? Just because they're the two Austin most... can't kick a guy in the butt in, in the stomach anymore. No, I know. Every time it's... he tries to stun it them, he kicks him in the nuts. And or <laughs> like, in the it's... thigh. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, Steve, like I get like, hey, Steve, you got your podcast, you got your beer, you got he your He still ranch. looks, he still looks still, great. Still look, you still look great, but like you just you can't do it in the ring anymore. I'm sorry, sir. No. Like you're kicking a guy in the nuts every time you're trying to do a stunner. Just nope. Just, you know, come out, do your shtick, you know, drink some beers, punch a guy, you know, kick the odd guy in the nut and, and do a stunner, but like I don't need to see it. Like you're like, how old Steve Austin? 55? Something like, like that. 60? I still like, laugh. I'm 45 that. and I know like, nope, I'm not getting, <laughs> nope, I'm not doing that. I still laugh at, uh, there was a, a thing that they were talking about on one of the podcasts with Vince McMahon. I think it was the one where he was on the, the Steve Austin podcast and they were talking about their rivalry and they were talking about all the stunners that Austin gave them like in their primes yeah and mcmahon said he's like a couple of times you did hit me in the nuts and austin just started laughing he's like i never you know goddamn vince i never meant to kind of thing and vince is like that's all right it didn't hurt it made a lot of money <laughs> yeah but he's like i didn't mind i didn't care yeah like we made a shit ton of money off that gimmick yeah like you can kick he's like you can kick me in the nuts all day steve if it makes money yeah but like that's the like but that's the thing like you, no one's amazing no one's going to make any money if greg the hammer valentine wants to wrestle rick flair because people be like who the fuck's greg the hammer valentine most people like don't know let's be let's be in in, in all serious here like no one knows who, <laughs> who greg the hammer is nobody cares not wrestling fans today no no like we we would be like yeah this is great like I want to see the Cuban assassin fight 
Ric Flair. Like, it's not happening. No one cares. Yep. All right. So we've talked enough about the WWE bullshit. Um, <laughs> because, you know, Vince McMahon is never going away. He, like you said, he, he's here until the end of time. Have you been, like, you, you've mentioned you've been tempted with, with the, the, the gentleman's deals there, but have you been out looking around, like, on the out in the wild or online, anything that you've been into? Not really. Like, as I've said, uh, you know, when I went on my rant the last time we talked about our, our uh, limited supply around here, there's just nothing in the wild that's tempting me. But I've, <clears throat> I've also got a number of cards, like hockey cards, that, uh, that are up on auction. Mm-hmm. And there's one that there's a particular one that I've been at uh, for a long time oh, yeah. and there's like a day left on, on it and it's a mm-hmm. still like a pretty good price. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it doesn't balloon too much more. So I'm kind of, that's my number one target right now. Okay. Um, What's the card? Only, it's a uh, Evgeny Malkin, yeah, you know, like rookie card, but it's it's hard to explain. It's a variant, mm-hmm. so it's serial numbered out of a hundred, and okay. it's also graded a like a mint nine point five. So it's a really nice. It's like if you're a collector of a particular hockey player, it's considered one of the holy grails, right? And so what's 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 it going for right at this moment? I have not like anyone that's selling it straight up, especially. Uh, especially graded, it's at least a minimum of two thousand dollars. So like, that's that's not happening. <laughs> I'm not paying ever two thousand dollars for a card. I've never paid four figures for even four figures for a card. There's just that's that mental block. I'll never do it. Um, so right now it's at about three hundred dollars with a day left. So I'm hoping that it doesn't go too much more. But wow. so if this guy has it on auction, he can say he doesn't want to accept it and put it back up. Can he, if he's not making the money he wants to make off it, he has to, the way it's supposed to go is that you have a, like you can have a reserve price. Mm-hmm. So it allows you to opt out of selling it. So if this guy, and this doesn't have a reserve price that I, like it tells you it's, you know, it'll say reserve not yet met. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means that he can void any deal he wants as long as it doesn't break that threshold. So if he had like a reserve of like $1,400 and it just didn't get up that high, he yeah. has the the right to say, I'm not selling it. Oh, but okay. he doesn't have, like, there's no reserve on this particular item. So it has to sell for what it, what it is, or you're, you know, he can come up with some bullshit excuse and say, you know, I have to cancel the order due to this, this, or this, but he's got a hundred percent feedback. Mm. and he seems like a you know he's got tons of cards up like he's not like a he's not like me trying to sell you know some some extra cards like this guy has a business a legit ebay business so to take like a a hit and to take that shot to his reputation of being somebody who cancels orders can't see it Mm. Because in the, in the card, in the collecting industry, I don't know if it's so much with toys as well. I, I'd imagine it is. Your reputation's everything. Like if you're, if you get known as somebody who cancels orders because you don't, you didn't get what you thought you were going to get and you didn't put up a reserve price, 
it's going to be everywhere. Like the, the collecting community is, you know, it's, it's small and the same people are in the same circles. There's Facebook book groups, there's social media. You can't do that nowadays or your name's going to get dragged through the mud. Yeah. So I feel fairly confident. Like <clears throat> if this thing goes, I've got a target in mind. I don't really want to mention it here because it's, it's disgusting. But if it, it, you know, if it's at or below that target, I'm going to take a shot at it because this is kind of a, as I said, it's a holy grail. So I have to at least take a shot. Take a shot. So that means you're probably going to go at least a grand. No, I said I'd never pay four figures for a hockey card. So no. okay, nine ninety nine. No, <laughs> no, no. That's that's not happening either. Um, I think the most that I'd ever consider paying for a well, the most I've ever paid for a hockey card is seven fifty. I paid seven hundred and fifty dollars for a Mario Lemieux, Yarmir Yager dual auto card. And I could easily probably get two grand for it right now if I wanted to sell it. I am absolutely 100% confident that I could at least get $2,000 because similar cards are selling for that amount. So I feel good about that investment. Um, I don't think I'd go over that, but I'm thinking like six, six fifty maybe. It's not too bad. No, I have very low confidence that it's going to end up being in that price range. I can see this thing going for probably, if I had to realistically guess, I'm going to guess it's probably going to go for about eleven, twelve hundred dollars $1,200. So, but I have, but I'd kick myself in the ass if I didn't even follow it. And then I looked at it one day and, oh, it went for $620. I'd be just, yeah, uh, it would piss me off. The old yeah. fear of missing out, right? FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bitch. FOMO's a bitch. Yeah, that's man. that's that's my thing with uh with uh video games. I fear missing out, so I play I try to play I try to at least play something once just to say I yeah, yeah, I played it, yeah, didn't like it. <laughs> that sort of bullshit. But yeah. Typing away there. I am. I'm sorry. I'm. I thought you were talking, so I'm trying to I'm trying to coordinate something with my uh, with my um, brother-in-law here. He's uh, my son's going to go swimming soon, so I was trying to do that while you were talking. And now we just pulled the curtain back on how things. Oh yeah, just TV. tap tap tapping away on your telephone. <laughs> yep. Swimming. Well, he's got to get some physical exercise. Don't go and fucking shovel. Even if there's nothing to shovel, go sh go shovel the front yard. You find something to shovel. Fuck, you ain't shoveling, you ain't working. Get out. So he'll be starting to maybe working jobs soon. He's getting up there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We've we're kind of putting the emphasis on schoolwork right now. So without getting too much into it, um, he's, he's improved quite a bit. So it's kind of one of those things where we just kind of want to keep that rolling. So I wouldn't like try to complicate it with, with a job. Like you might start out with something in the summer where he, I don't know. Well, what is he? 13, 14? He's 12. 
he started cutting grass last summer. Like he cuts our grass sometimes and he cuts his grandfather's grass and he gets paid. And so he'll, he'll be doing that again this year. Right on. Kind of thing. But no, as far as like going out and working for somebody, probably not yet. Oh, well, no one hires until they're 16 anyway. Exactly. But yeah. So was there anything else on the ducket that you were looking to discuss? Have you been watching any movies or anything? I've literally, all I've been doing is kicking around. Uh, like I said, it's been a pretty dead, yesterday was a pretty dead day, so I didn't do a whole lot. I was just kind of reading comics and, like I said, playing in the toy room, messing with stuff. But uh, uh, I'm up to like episode five or six on Last of Us, but you you tapped out, so you're not you're not interested. You're still sticking um, with it, eh? I'm just gonna watch. I'm watched to the end, just because, like, so damn not? derivative, though. So well, derivative. yeah. I, I just well, it's more of a, I put it on the background, and I'm usually like playing like a, on the switch or something. It's just something on in the background. I'm not like super into it because, like you said, it's you kind of know what's going to happen. Like, yeah. you, I'm calling shit before it happens, and I'm like, okay, I already know. So, like, I know where this is kind of going. Like. It's unfortunate because, like, you know, I was kind of, I kind of watched the gameplays and stuff. So I kind of know what's going to happen anyway. But it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's something to watch. So I've been watching, picking away at that. But like my, my routine at night before I go to bed is like, you know, like I go downstairs after the girls are done doing their, their K pop and hanging out in the, the living room. They come to bed and then I'll go down and I'll, uh, I'll jump on the, uh, the TV and I'll usually watch. I watch an episode of Super Sentai Go Go Five, and then I'll watch an episode of Japanese Spider Man, and then I usually uh, I'll hit up the uh, the YouTube, and I'll usually watch uh, a couple like uh, comedy specials. I use uh, like uh, or podcasts. Like I said, I'm really big into the Two Bears One Cave with Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura. Um, hilarious. Going back and watching some of their old stuff. I just watched Burt Kreishner's new uh, new uh, special Razzle Dazzle. There's a the last joke he tells is when his family decides to go to an escape room. It's fucking hilarious. Probably one of my favorite jokes I've heard, but super funny. But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been into. I don't know what you've been uh, watching. I'm assuming just watching old movies like the '70s stuff still. No, I kind of <clears throat> kind of got away from that a little bit. Um kind of have to be in the in the mood to watch them um haven't really been doing a lot lately it's uh it's kind of a weird time been uh getting into some old older sitcoms with the wife like we're <laughs> we restarted alf like last oh, week god um it's hit and miss it's not as good as i remember but uh oh i yeah. watched the first episode a couple of months ago it's horrible it's so bad <laughs> i'm just like nope it's a lot can't different it. when you're 10 it's a lot different than when you were 10 but i can't uh, believe i i had the attention span to watch it when i was 10 eh, yeah but you can't remember what you were like at 10 really like i mean your tastes are different right i mean we used to watch half hour commercials for toys so yeah, but those were cool. Don't care what anyone yeah. says. Coolest thing ever. Yeah. Best time to be alive, man. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you. But uh, yeah, we. I mean, we we've got like we've been watching Family Ties for a while. Um, 
uh, WKRP in Cincinnati, Golden Girls. We're kind of just <clears throat> watching through all of them, like just randomly on random nights. We'll throw on an episode of, you know, whatever. And just kind of maybe a couple episodes and we'll watch them. And that's kind of what we're doing these days. But, uh, she's not into the apocalyptic movies, so that's kind of like whenever the house is empty and I'm not working, then that's kind of when I have the opportunity to watch, you know, Soylent Green or something like that. You've been watching any new horror films or anything? Any of the new stuff? New school? No, doesn't. There's nothing that's really interesting. I mean. Like we said with The Last of Us, we've seen it all. Like, show me, like, if something comes up that's kind of new, that isn't like a, a sequel or a remake, um, you know, I'll check it out. Like, as I've said many times, like, Cabin in the Woods was one of those movies that, you know, kind of grabbed me because, not because it was anything. Do you know how old that movie is? I know. That's my point. Like, nothing has come along since. So that's like the last movie, the last horror movie that I remember making an impact on me. It was 11, 12 years ago. Holy shit. Yeah. 20, 12, there's some, 2011. There's some franchises that like I've tried to stick with and like it's, ah uh, man, I just, I don't know. Like I've got a buddy bugging me about the latest Hellraiser one. And I know that's like getting dusty now. Cause it's been like a couple of years and he's like, oh, let's watch the, you know, let's watch the, the Hellraiser movie. And I'm just like, and I've seen every one of them up till like this one. And I'm just like, I don't really have any, any, like, I just don't care. Like, you know, I've never seen the, you know, the blow by blow remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I don't, I think the last Friday the 13th movie I saw was like the one where he was in space. And I know there's been two or three since that one. Like, I just, I don't know, man, it's the same old stuff. Show me something new. Um, I'm actually interested in, I was looking at the, uh, I was watching, I go on the YouTubes and I watch the, uh, the trailer channel and tells you all about all the new, uh, television that's going on and, or new shows that are coming out. And there's a new evil dead movie, evil dead rise. Um, I know, but looks super awesome. I just, that's another one. Like that last one that we saw, I didn't mind it. It's not one I'd watch like a bunch of times. It's not like the originals. Like, you know, I've seen Evil Dead a handful of times. Um, I've only ever seen that remake once, and it's probably the only time I'll ever see it. Like, it just doesn't appeal to me. Oh man, like, I, yeah, I, I thought know, it was I, know I thought story. it was well done. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I hated it. I'm just it's not one of those movies that I'm gonna watch over and over. Like it just if there's nothing there was nothing new about it. They, they did I guess my question twists. is, is like when, when, like for some reason, you and movies is, is uh, it's strange to me. It's hey, like oh, you it's don't. Very, wa- it's strange to me. <laughs> yeah, but it's not because you think it's normal. Like you're just like, uh, yeah, no, I don't. I, just, I know it's not normal. It's like I'm going to watch this movie I've watched. Yep. Every year for the past yep. 25 years, and I love it. And it's just Pre-show. like, yeah, but, yep. yeah. Don't understand it. I still don't get it. It's nostalgia. 
Yeah, like, I'm all about nostalgia, too, but, like, holy fuck, man. Like, watching Creepshow every year just makes no sense to me because it's like, you know what happens. You yep. already know what's going to happen. Yep. But you're just like, oh, meteor shit. Funniest thing ever. It's like, no, it's <laughs> not. I'm not sitting there laughing my ass. Well, I actually, I do. Yeah, you um, do because you've watched it so many times. But it's like, ah, this is a great spirit. Ah, I love this. It's like, I, just, <laughs> I don't get it, man. Like, you just... Oh, I wait, know. Wait, he's going to say it. Meteor shit. <laughs> I, I can like, step back. I don't understand. But I can step back. I can step back and I can see what you're saying. Like, if I, I can step back and look at that and say, yeah, that's stupid. Like, why are you watching these same movies over and over when there's all these other movies out there that you haven't even seen that people are telling you to watch? I know it's ri- ridiculous, but I, I don't know. Like... I can, but, then you, but then you, but here's the thing. So, like, I, I guess my question is, is, like, you, you, you like what you like, mm-hmm. but like, how am I going to know if there's? Yeah, something how are you going to know like? if? How are you? How are yep. you going to know there's not anything new that you're into because you won't fucking watch anything. It's just like I'm, I'm going to go back and watch, uh, you know, Archie fucking Bunker. Why? I'm very oh, self-aware, why? sir. I'm very self-aware. Ah. Uh. But that's me. So, you know, just it's, I, I, does it affect your life? No. So don't worry no. about it. I, well, I don't give a shit either way. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, like, you're the, first, you're the first one to complain. Oh, they don't do anything new. It's like, well, how would you know you don't watch anything fucking new? I've tried. I've tried no, new ones. No, no, you haven't. No, you yes, haven't. I have. The last no. one that I saw, the last, like, I guess if you categorize it horror movie, the last one I saw was the latest Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Okay. Let's, let's get real. Horrible. Okay, let's let's go back and really look at Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It yeah. wasn't really a good film to begin with. The very first one was awesome. Uh, go back and watch it. I've watched it many times, and go I go back love and it. watch it again. Go back and watch it again. It doesn't really hold up. Like, yeah, it does. Almost... No, no, it doesn't. Like, Sir, that's like if... saying the hills have eyes. Hell holds up. If it didn't hold up, they wouldn't <laughs> listen. If it didn't hold up. They wouldn't keep trying to remake it. Uh, I don't know. Like you said, I believe, I believe the kids there's... call that a mic drop. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I I go back and like I can go back and watch old horror films that I love, like Nightmare on Elm Street, one mm-hmm. of my favorite films. Reason why it was the move, the first movie that scared the shit out of me. Yeah, but like to go back and watch it now, like if I go back and watch it now, like uh, for some reason maybe I disassociate with the movie, but like I'm like. I don't like, I have nostalgia, the nostalgia bug where I want to go back and watch certain things. Like, fuck, I'm going back and watching stuff I've never even heard of, like Japanese Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Didn't know it existed until, like, you know, like I knew it existed, but never had the inkling to watch it. Watched one episode and, like, I have to know what happens now because this is so batshit crazy because it was made back in the 70s and the shit you're seeing just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, okay, this is interesting. Um, yeah. To go back and watch like Nightmare on Elm Street, I know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm just like, "Oh, this doesn't hold up as well as what I remember it in my brain." So this is why I was getting into the '70s apocalyptic movies because I had always heard so much about them and never got around to watching them. So I started watching them, and that's that's why i went backwards because these aren't derivative movies these are the movies that the derivative movies are based on and they still kick their asses 
so that's like that's that's why I got into that kick. I would I rather know, watch. I watched Omega Man, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but you have to, <clears throat> you have to apply. I don't know. I, I well, I mean, I, I can look at it and be like, okay, I know this movie was made back in the '70s. I know the technology that they had access to, and this is mm-hmm. the best they can do. Like, I can look at, I can look past all the, you know, the hokey things on strings and noticing they're on strings. Like, I can suspend that. Disbelief. Immerse yourself into that universe. Immerse. I can immerse. I can immerse myself into it, but again, I still go like, eh, creepy eh. as fuck, man. Creepy. Oh yeah, Those absolutely. Are just creepy. They're not. They're well, not it's meant more, to. Well, it's more of a they. You you have to try to see it in your mind's eye as opposed to they show because yes, the, yeah, I get that. Put yourself in that mindset, and and aside from that. Like I said, with with those movies, like you're seeing, they're almost like retro Easter eggs. Like I mentioned in in Soylent Green, when like the sign that says Tuesday is Soylent Green Day, and then on the one panel it says Green Day, and then you're like, huh, I wonder if that's what Green Day named their band after. Like you're seeing, you know, you're seeing all these retro Easter eggs, and I enjoy that part of it as well. Like, oh, there's the... There's the inspiration for this. There's the inspiration for that. That's where they got that from in this movie. Like 80s and 90s movies that you're watching. That's where they got that from. Like it's, I don't know. That stuff is interesting to me. And that's that's part of it. It's not just watching the movie. It's also the social commentary. I've always been huge on social commentary in movies. That's a big reason why I enjoyed like the, the original Night of the Living Dead movies. Like just so far ahead of its time and you can appreciate the balls that it took in the in the 50s to put a like a a black character as the lead character like that's that took balls back then and it's like that's really cool you can just you can appreciate these these things um the omega man was very similar they and i read the story behind it and i thought that's really awesome um, Charlton Heston's love interest in Omega Man is a black character. And the studio was very much against it because, you know, the interracial thing and, um, you know, it just wasn't done back then. And Charlton Heston said, no, this is how it's going to be done. This is what we're doing. And they're like, yes, sir, Mr. Heston. Like, that's uh, just little stuff like that. It's, I just find it interesting. Yeah, Charlton Heston's just like you're going to do what I say. Or I'm going to shoot you with all or my I'm guns, not, or I won't be doing. I'm going to stupid... kill you with all my guns. <laughs> yeah, or I won't be doing this movie. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, oh shit, oh, Charlton Heston. But that's just an example, like you, and and that's the the thing about someone like Charlton Heston because you're right, like he's kind of seen as this like gun toting, like ultimate male chauvinist kind of you know hard nosed old school conservative type but yet he demanded that his love interest be a black woman and Mm. basically said he wasn't going to do the movie if that didn't happen so like you learn things i just think it's cool gotta watch it for the family the family gonna get you (laughs) (laughs) but you yeah you can make fun of it and and say those things but i mean like i don't know i just i i I find it was omega man is a little i keep on wanting to call it the omega man 
because of the Simpsons. But um, the Omega Man one is is a little more. I don't know. Like I mentioned the social commentary, but there's not a lot of, well, there kind of is, but Soylent Green for sure is a lot of political satire and political commentary behind it as well. And I really enjoy that. Like, I like looking at things today and saying, yeah, like that was actually in this movie. Like I always thought Soylent Green never really knowing the story. I just thought, oh, oh yeah, you know, I know the punchline. I know that, you know, they're being fed humans. He, he discovers the big, the big twist. I'm sorry, spoilers, was that, you know, this government issued food was actually people. I knew that, but I didn't know all the other little things behind it. Like all the other things that this movie is showing you. I recommend it. I, I know you're not into the whole political thing as much as I am, but like I recommend Soylent Green. It's a really good movie. Oh, I've I've I think I've watched it. I think a couple of years back, just in one of my elevated uh, rambles of going down the uh, the rabbit hole of like conspiracy theories and bullshit. You know where where do conspiracy theories come from? Yeah. Oh, if you watch this movie and this movie, this yep. movie, this is where those are based on that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah, I've gone down that I've gone down that rabbit hole a few times. Um. And just, it's just like, it's, it's, yeah, you can draw parallels and see, and definitely, if you go looking for it, you'll definitely find it for sure. That's the thing. Like, I don't go into movies looking for shit. That's the thing. Like, I just go in for, for the, the entertainment value, like trying to figure out, you know, like, what's the story they're trying to tell? Like, I get it. Like, everything has, everything has an agenda now. Everything is, yeah, you know, you're trying to. Problem. You're trying to, uh, you know, uh, you know, placate to everyone that that wants to see a, a story. So, and and the problem is, is you can't tell a story. Sometimes you can't tell the story you want to tell because you have to try to placate to other people's exactly and, agendas and, and whatnot. And the, sometimes that... that gets lost in 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 film. Like, yep. Sometimes you know that sets people don't like change and when you uh you're taking a a a, a franchise that you a, a person is very familiar with and based on what they've enjoyed and liked about it and then when you go outside that that original storytelling and try to you know incorporate a different side of said story people get upset and say that you know you're trying to politicize or or create an agenda based on what you believe. And I'm like, that's kind of what movie te- movie making is like you, you're telling a story and you want to tell the story based on the characters you want to create and build and whatnot. But a lot of it is let's take this franchise and take this main protagonist instead of it being a male, let's make it a female or let's take, you know, like that's how, it, that's how it originally started. Like, you know, they flip this, you know, they gender bend or, 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 or whatnot. Mm. Um, now things are, you know, like uh, people are being played more gay in in certain films now, and that bothers people. It's it's crazy. Like I don't care. Tell your story the way you want to tell your story. But if I don't enjoy said story, it's not because of what you've changed. It's the story didn't make sense to me because the of story maybe sucked. some of the changes. Yeah, yeah the the story may have uh, didn't but the- engage me because of what like because of the actual basis of the story, not the characters you're introducing. A lot of people get get uh get that mixed up like because oh like i remember exactly what was it uh the uh the, 
the Ghostbusters. Oh, uh, it was a horrible movie. Like it wasn't the because Ghostbusters. they were females. Yeah, the story made no sense. The story was horrible. The story didn't yeah. make like I get it. Like I was I was all for it. Like I wanted to, I wanted it to be a good story. I watched it and I'm like, man, they didn't have anything to work with. Like the story was bad. The script was bad. It if had the, nothing if, to it had nothing to do with the fact that it, it was the the female characters. It was the story was bad. If the Ghostbusters would have been male, it still would have been the same shitty movie. Like it still would have sucked. It still would have sucked. But the director of that movie has come out and said many times, "Oh, people didn't like it because they're they're uh, chauvinist or they're misogynist." Like, yeah, there was there was a lot of well. There, here's the thing: there was a lot of knee jerk reaction when the film was announced, and a lot of a lot of the politicizing of of the changing of the gender of the of the genre, as they say. Um, uh, it, it was polarizing. So a lot of people looked at it negatively for that because there was a lot of people that reacted negatively because of that. So you can, I look at it as I can see the director's point of view. Cause when the ne- movie was first announced, it was like everybody sh- sh- shitted on it before it even came out. That movie was shit on. Um, it got like, again, it, because of what was, what the changes were, but yeah, no, I I understand what you mean. Like some people take take uh, change and they look at it as a good thing, but sometimes making those changes, when you make those changes, you have to change the story. And if you change the story too much, people don't like it. And it's a it's a hard balancing act for for movie makers right now. I I would never want to make a movie because I would think I would just I would wouldn't be able to make it work. Like, just because of how, like, and again, movies are made differently now. Like, it's not for well, big studios. It's all, everything seems independent now because of Netflix and Well, Amazon. we talked about that when, when Buckshot was on here, and she, she brought up an extremely good point, was, uh, remember how we were kind of talking about the styles of movies, how in the 70s, movies mm-hmm. felt more grittier, and they, they just... Uh, there was more impact to them in the eighties. They kind of seemed a little more derivative. It's like, okay, well, you know, a movie hokey where... action films. Ho- hokey yeah. Action because, films. Yeah. because the Terminator was big in 84. So let's make like a ton of like Terminator copies and, yeah. and science fiction, you know, big budgeted science fiction with the big effects at the time. And, um, you know, it was, it was because of like that independent versus that Hollywood gloss. Um, one final thing I'll say, like, I, I know we're kind of running out of time here. Um, when you were kind of talking about, uh, you know, movies and, and agendas and things like that. Um, I don't care either. And I know I sent you that, that photo of April O'Neil that one day and, and how they're changing her character radically. Um, it's when it feels forced is when I don't like it. So it's when it's like, we're doing this because we're going to force you as the viewer to accept this. This is the message we're trying to get across. Um, and you're going to like it or you're, you know, you're this or that or whatever. That's when I get annoyed. Um, I don't mind changing, you know, certain aspects of characters. I would be interested in seeing a Leatherface as a, as a female uh, backwoods hick type character. I don't have a problem with that. Um that's just an example. Uh, Hellraiser. It's the same thing. Like I, I realize she's a female, like 
Pinhead is now a female in the latest Hellraiser. That's not what's turning me off about the movie. It's the fact that after Hellraiser 2, every single Hellraiser movie I saw sucked. And I have no interest in seeing yet another one. Um, Suck the suckage so suckily. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and, and Ghostbusters. We mentioned Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters 1, one of my favorite movies of all time. It's one of my earliest childhood memories of watching a movie. I loved it. Ghostbusters 2. I've seen it maybe twice in my life. And I, I think I've like forced myself to watch it the second time. Cause I watched it with some friends. I hated it. It sucked. Why would I watch another ghostbusters movie? That's made oh, like yes. 30 years later. Like, no thanks. I just not my, like, you know, the ghostbusters afterlife one was good. I'll give that. I've I heard, that. but I, ha- I haven't watched it. Um, it was good because it just, it struck a lot of nostalgia there's a lot of good storytelling. It made sense. It was a good story. So yeah. that's why I liked it. So that's essentially. Fair. But anyway, we're about to go uh, dark here. We got about 30 seconds. I'm just going to let everyone know how they can get in touch with us. You can catch us here at Podbean. You can catch us here at uh, on Instagram at 2BD Pods with a Z. You can always check us out there. We do fi- uh, fig photography. We have comic book a day, Motu Tuesdays, Muscle Mondays. Lots of stuff going on there as the Swamp Ninja curates that page for us. We also have our 2BD podcast page on Facebook. And, of course, you can always find us at Twitter at 2BD pod as well. Um, find us on all the major uh, streaming sites except for Apple because they don't like us. So on that note, as always, like the way we like to end the show is uh, do, you know, dare to be stupid. Peace. Adios.